Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. You would never guess what Vincent found on his walk the other day. Um, I, uh, was it a cat? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a cat. <laughs> it's okay. That's not like, uh... That wasn't a hard guess because this this no. this man apparently is a is a cat magnet. We literally you literally joked about it last episode. So yeah, well, I mean, he's also like found a pizza in the grass before and like a hamburger on the sidewalk. So you know his <laughs> life has got a little variety. What um, okay? So what kind of was this a kitten? Was this a mama? Was this someone's cat? Um, actually, this was the same cat with the broken tail. Oh, so he All was right. sniffing in the bushes and I'm like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, a skunk's going to come out and ruin our <laughs> lives. Um, and then I look up and I see this kitty shooting across the across the houses. And I'm like, All right throw the dog inside because, you know, he, he's a little too excitable. And I went out and I was like, hey, bud, come here. And so I led the cat into the backyard and gave them a bunch of lovin's. Yeah, and she's super affectionate, right? Yeah, yeah. She actually came, um, she was on the fence the other night, too, while we were sitting outside. Mm-hmm. And um, it looked like she wanted to, like, she made it over the fence, and it looked like she kind of wanted to come down, but was kind of nervous. And then she left, and we're like, oh, we got to make this easier to get here. Yeah. I posted her, I posted um, her on the, like, a Facebook page for Lost Animals. and was like, hey, anybody, like, recognize this cat? And someone was like, oh, are you sure of the gender? And I'm like, absolutely no. not. Like, I haven't, they, we haven't gotten, I, th- this lady's been in my yard a couple times and. Yeah, we haven't tail. gotten that close. We're not that and I'm like, friendly. I'm like, why do I call certain cats? Like, how do I, how do I just randomly gender? You know, if they're a mirror shaped, they're a wonderful baby girl because they remind me of my wonderful baby girl. All go all cats are girls to me because I grew up with girl cats. Oh, so like exclusively. I mean, I, I thought Hobbit was a girl until the the vet told yeah. me. So that's fair. I think like Biddy, this cat and Biddy are they're they're both a mirror shaped, and I was mm. correct about Biddy as a girl. I'm not sure about this one. I'm like, is this your son, Biddy? Because it's kind of Biddy like shaped. If a wild cat or like an outdoor cat is smaller and they don't have the tom cheeks, because that's true. Like unneutered male cats, like usually they do. They got them. They're pretty darn big, and they got them big old cheeks. Yeah. Like KK is huge, and he is. He was neutered, like when he's. But his paws are like they still. He still has like kind of like like uh, kitten paws that are real big and it's like if you hadn't been neutered you probably would have been giant pal is huge and he was also neutered young um so i I don't know i feel like it's and it's i know that's not necessarily it's not a hard also depends on breed as well what size a cat would be like like a female like norwegian cat or like but I feel like when it comes to uh, outdoor like strays, you can kind of go by size. So I feel like if you see someone small and round, you're gonna be like, "That's a lady." <laughs> if you see someone <laughs> uh, big and cheeked up, <laughs> that's a dude. So yeah, but yeah, uh, this but one's I- definitely smaller and round. But like, like I said, like like if they're Amira shaped, if they're mm-hmm. shaped like my baby girl, I'm like, "Hey, is this another baby girl for me?" And Amira's Amira's in the window, like. 
don't you dare. That's my mother, like, banging on the window, being like, you already brought a different guy in here. She's like, stop bringing in trash. <laughs> but did you, were you able to figure out any other information about this um, broken-tailed lady? And no, like, I, for some reason, there's something in the back of my mind saying that... broken um, lad. Biddy's owner might have said that something happened to her son's tail. But I, I can. This might be Biddy's def- baby. Why? It could this be so crazy. I didn't know this was about to be a legacy thing. But I mean, like, if like her house is actually so close to mine, just like on the other side of the fence and like down the road a little. Just go ask her with the picture. This I, baby. I like. I could. I don't know. But so it's like if it, it's just a lot of people have indoor outdoor cats, you know. Here, so it's like I put it up, but. If nobody's looking for the cat because it's not lost. Right. Well, you know, like we, we've been putting out food actually in the front and the back lately and it has been getting eaten. It might just be mostly Biddy eating it because I see her on our back fences all the time and I know she comes down for a snack and she uh, she just jumps like a pogo stick. I've mm-hmm. the the heights I've seen this little itty bitty kitty jump is just insane. Um, so she has no problem getting in and out of our giant like our tall fence. Um, but if this is her son, he's got to work on it. He didn't get Although the, I wonder if his, his balance his isn't as good because his tail's broken. Maybe. Or if this is a little girl, of course, I've been calling her Cam because she looks like a small round Palamides. <laughs> nice. So, well, I mean, yeah. uh, KK's tail is broken at the tip, but like, doesn't seem to really affect him. It is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said that, didn't you? Yeah. It's, it's how, really, how close? It's like you feel it right at the end. Okay, because this one, this one is kind of like maybe like two thirds or three quarters okay, up yeah, the it's tail. Like You're kind of like whoa, break unless you feel it. And this is kind of like I was alarmed the first time I felt it, so like um, it's, but it's it hard to see because the tail's so fluffy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, it, it seems a, like if it's it was a shorter haircut, you'd probably be able to tell. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because my only other experience is Pippa. Pippa's uh, my sister's cat, who's part of her tail literally dropped off because it froze. Um, oh. Because uh, she was, you know, found at uh, outside in the Wisconsin winter time. Um, yeah. Frozen to a, a road um, and thankfully rescued. But her, she lost, I guess, I think like maybe one fourth, one third of her tail. And it doesn't seem to affect okay. her. So. I mean, we have we have little Barry Paw now, who's missing quite a big chunk of his tail. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't know. I guess we'll just just keep me updated on on the the uh, ever growing cat colony. The car- cat right. <laughs> so we have Biddy and Cam. Yeah, I mean, it might just be two cats coming from the same house who like my food better or something. I don't know. Who knows? Or they just um, know but it's that fun. It's just, they know that the dog in the yard's not gonna eat them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's not out a ton because he doesn't like when when the when Cam came around last night, um, Vinny was there and she was kind of like, I don't know about this. Um, But then we put him in and she was still kind of like, I don't know. I'm like, didn't you mean to come get you? Like, I don't know if you'd let me do that, but 
Probably. Like, it seemed like she really wanted to come for some loving, but yeah, we we just let her. Even if she's an indoor cat, who knows what shots and what stuff she might be carrying? Oh, for sure. I mean, we're definitely you know, we're not letting her in the house, even though she really right. wanted to. The first time we, <laughs> we found her, she was like at our door, and of course, Amira was like, "I'm gonna kill you." Maybe they're distant relatives of of Pal. That's why they keep checking in. Oh. I mean, she, she looked just like Pal. We actually, we switched him and brought Pal downstairs. And we're like, do you recognize this cat? And Pal's like banging on the windows like, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> That's my cousin. Like, okay. Hey. <laughs> That's my cousin and I hate her. <laughs> All right. It's like, well, oh, okay. <laughs> maybe that's why they're Have you read up. anything? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, I uh, started... Um, it is called uh, Light in Gaza, Writings Born of Fire. Um, it is a 2022 anthology um, from a bunch of uh, folks who lived in Gaza, live in Gaza. Um, and it's an anthology focused around the question of, like, the future of Gaza. And it's a little bit, um, it's a lot reading into it um, because uh, just, like, versus when it was published versus now what's happening um like the first author featured in the book i was like oh this name seems familiar and i looked it up and i was like oh yep they were killed and like their poem um which is really beautiful called i think it's uh, if i die um so oh, it's just it's rough. a lot um but yeah. but uh if you are interested at all um the publisher hay market books is actually offering this book and two other uh, Palestinian-based books for free. Um, the oh. ebook is free on their website. Uh, you need like uh, something that can read EPUB books, um, so like a, like something oh, like yeah. a, a Kindle. But a I Kindle. found um, that you can read it on like a Mac or an iPad because they have the books. Yeah, um, and there is a way like if you only have an Android that you can like upload it to Google Books. But I couldn't figure out how to like make it work. Um, but I'm able to read mm -hmm. it on my laptop and my iPad. So, um, all right, it, yeah. So it's uh, it's only about 280 pages. It's a little more in ebook format, but um, yeah, I've been reading through that. Just you know, trying to educate myself more. Um, and it's it, it's definitely something I have to like kind of uh put down a couple times <laughs> but it's also yeah yeah i can imagine very informative um and very yeah. um good perspective nice yeah let's go How we'll have a link to that yes we will i'll also um have the haymarket uh books link to that and the other uh two titles that are free in epub form um anyway what have you read oh you can also um if you if you get it for free you can also donate to the publisher if you're interested um yeah yeah nice um, so, like, not much, but, um, you know, I'm going to talk about another book I got for my birthday from, Ooh. um, yeah, um, it's called Distillery Cats by Brad Thomas Parsons with illustrations by Julia Koo. And, um, nonfiction? Huh? Yes, it is. I think I've seen this. <laughs> Probably. So it's it's like a bunch of little short stories about different um, cats from distilleries. Mm -hmm. And accompanying each one is a cocktail recipe. Ooh, that's nice. So it, that's a, it's a brilliant idea for a book. Yeah. 
So it's got really cute cat illustrations, and then it's got cute stories, and then it's got cocktail recipes. Have you tried any of them? I have not. I have not had the time, but I would like to. Oh my god, I saw this video on TikTok that reminded me of you. Um, This person has a book, they have a bookshelf bourbon barrel, but I was like, I should send this to Brandon. Maybe, I don't know, like, can you put gin in something? Outside of its container? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's just alcohol. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I couldn't I think one, of a... There's one called the Catterwall, which is funny. Ooh. Um, there's a... Um, yeah, and so, like, it, it's short, it's fun. Like I said, it's 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 got, like, like some of them, um, a lot of them are just, like, cocktails that I'm sure, like, these um, places specialize in. Mm-hmm. But some of them are also, like, I guess, like, the cat or wall is fun because we yeah, hear like about putty. cats doing that all the time. Um, <laughs> short North Pawsy. Ooh. Um, and, like, in the back of the book, it lists all of the distilleries that were featured and, like, um, their addresses and their websites and, like, the cats of the cats of social media because it's 2024 sure. and all these cats have social medias. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, it's cool because I was looking through them and it's like, oh, there is actually some of them are in, there's a couple in Portland that they're featured. Ooh. Um, so I could potentially maybe go um, visit, uh, like, the Thomas and Sons Distillery mm-hmm. and meet meet the kitty there or in I Seattle, too. Yeah, it's fun. So, oh, like, maybe so I could go um, to Thomas and Sons Distillery and meet um, Boone. <gasps> Boo. Boone Boo? He is a he is a one at the time this was written, he was a distillery cat. His job title was officer of sex appeal. His favorite <laughs> human body part is ankles, and his favorite toy is bottle caps. And his superpower <laughs> is to collapse his body as if he were boneless. I love this. Oh, I love books that are obviously written by cat lovers about cats. Quote He's lucky he's gorgeous. Have you ever had a friend with no particular skill but was a pleasure to be around? Boone's that guy. Honestly, he's an <laughs> oaf with zero ability to take care of himself, and we love him for it. Um, so that's what the distillery has to say about him. Wow, um, what a call-out post. <laughs> right? This guy can't so do nothing, but really we fun. love him. Been wanting to try to make some more cocktails. Um, always want to see some cats, so... What a yeah, perfect... It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a good... I imagine it's like one of those... Uh, books that you can actually find use for but it's just a perfect book to it's like a a, um what do they call it a coffee table book yeah yeah it is it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be on my bar Mm -hmm. a little bar shelf i love that all right you ready for this book yes because i'm amber hart and i'm tangle tongue and this is warrior cats what is that On the Twitterverse, someone mentioned that I need to restart my, for this arc, they said I need to restart my crow feather count. Um, 
<laughs> and I don't know when he's going to be making an appearance, but I think I I could not for the life of me tell you where we ended that count. I think he definitely zeroed out because of just like his appropriate reaction to um uh Leafpool being Leaf, like I'm going to follow my career. Yes, he he dealt with that very maturely and him dealing with that breakup without being like uh uh like just terrible which we saw with yeah. um Yellowfang and uh Ragged Star. Oh, God, right. <laughs> like I I think he I just for that person and anyone else who is looking for an update on the Crowfeather counter before we were reintroduced to Crowfeather whenever he shows up. Um I think we're at just a solid neutral with him. Yeah. Cuz All right. I I think we don't really have to deal with him too much until book 3. Okay, so. good. Just for that person yeah. who is wondering where the counter is at, I don't remember, but that's where I'm placing it. <laughs> Uh, I think that's good. That's good. You know, we've, you know, it's been about maybe like a year. I'm yeah. sure we've all grown and, um, and we left on a good note. So, like everything that was like yes. kind of negative, I feel like we left at a good place. We grew as people and maybe there's been even more growth. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to well, address we that because were... I saw that. <laughs> Well, we just left off um, in little Lion Kit's head. Yeah, our beautiful little beef brain boy. Our little, our little buff, buff, bidiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's just, he's just a little guy. Is he orange? I can't, no. We literally looked at yeah, him Yeah, I mean, time. he's like, he's like yellow. Like, a, yeah. he's like, yeah, he's like a light orange tabby. You know, we might call him yellow, but I think the classification would be an orange Queen. tabby. Yeah. All right. Probably not quite that light, but yeah. Okay. He's vibrant. He's a, he's a, he's a vibrant he's a strawberry boy. blonde. Um, maybe. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> he's the color of a lion. His name's Lion Kit. They've never They've seen never a lion. Seen but he's the color of a lion. <laughs> They've just kind of like accepted that that's the color lions are. He's like Simba colored. Okay. So yeah, Lion so Kit was just his thinking. Of, oh, yeah, so, so precious Little boy. Sweetheart. So Daisy and Ferncloud are sleeping, and Lion Kit knows they wouldn't want to be woken up just so he could ask to leave the den. Besides, Bro, he'll be back that, before they wake up. Dude, that's the one thing they said. Well, it, it's because well, he just can't sleep, man. He he misses his brother. You're gonna lose your chance to become a warrior. <laughs> I don't think that's actually gonna happen, but all right, bro, go for it. Whatever. I don't know why I. We the have night a night cold watchman. outside the nursery. Yeah, Lion Kit looks up at Silver Pelt, and he's glad Star Clan let Jay Kit stay down here with them. Maybe he could go peek in to see his brother. So he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go make sure my brother's okay. Which, like, can you blame him? He's I, a good boy. That was so cute. That was so cute and heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Lion Kit sticks to the shadows as he edges around camp because he is not supposed to be out here. All I'm hearing right now is, uh, or seeing rather, is Kronk from Emperor's New Groove in that scene where he's singing and he's singing his own little song. And I just, I just, I'm just seeing like whoever's like out there right now, like, I don't know, Mouse Fur is just like, 
who is singing? <laughs> he's just going, pause. He's like holding still as she like walks back from Dirt Place to the Elder's Den. Like, well, he's not the only cat awake. Dustpelt and Spiderleg are in the clearing. And Stormfur and Brackenfur return from the Moon High Patrol. Which, like, last book, didn't we, like, instate night patrols and realize that was a bad idea? Well, this doesn't seem to be, like, a heavy patrol, just two people. That's true. That's true. I think think night patrols are possible, just not the way... Not, like, with 15 people out. (laughs) Yeah. Stormfur reports that everything was quiet. Spiderleg asks if they patrolled the new border. Brackenfur nods. Hello? ShadowClan has marked it well. But there's no sign that they strayed onto ThunderClan territory. I don't remember. What's the new border? Is this something that we've talked oh, about? Oh, we'll get there. Dustpelt says it's bad enough that Firestar gave them that stretch of territory. And if he catches any ShadowClan cat on their side of the border, he'll rip their fur off. This seems familiar, so. but... ShadowClan and ThunderClan had fought viciously over the stretch of open ground on either side of the stream by the two-leg clearing. So this is along the ShadowClan border. There's a clearing. This is a place where, like, two legs camped in the summer and ShadowClan was like, oh, no, people. Yeah, yeah. But, um... So at the last gathering, Firestar had finally just given it to them. He wanted no more blood spilled over a stretch of land that was too bare to offer good hunting. (laughs) Also, like, it's like this, this place wasn't really worth the fight. You know, it's like, it's not like this place is prey rich in the summer. The two legs are so close. There's no prey. You know, it's like, this isn't, this wasn't worth it to Firestar. He's like, whatever, if this, take it. Yeah. So the four cats in the clearing are talking about this, and Brackenfur and Stormfur think that Firestar was right to give up the territory, while Dustpelt and Spiderleg don't think they should have given it up so easily. A good, like, healthy like father, debate like amongst, amongst adults, just like, ha, ah, I feel this way, I, I feel this way, yeah, it's whatever. It's... Well, Lion Kit watches as Spiderleg and Stormfur argue. Spiderleg is more hot-headed than his father, Dustpelt, but Stormfur refuses to be intimidated. Wait, Stormfur Storm- hisses. Stormfur hot-headed? <laughs> or Spiderleg? No, 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 no. Spiderleg. Spiderleg. Oh, okay. So Spiderleg is Dustpelt's son. Sorry, I got confused because we talked about your dad. And I was <laughs> just like, wait, what? Is he there? <laughs> Dustpelt is there. Um, oh, so Stormfur- oh, spider legs, dust pelts, kid. I thought we were talking about uh, a bramble claw for some reason. No, 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 no. Spider legs, dust pelts, kid. They both think that Firestar shouldn't have given up the territory. Spider legs being maybe a little more of a tool about it. Right, which it's it's fine. I mean, you don't have to be a tool about it, but like this is a, a this is always going to happen whenever a leader makes a decision. Yeah. Well, Stormfur hisses that they gave up a piece of barren land too close to two-leg territory. Dustpelt says he sounds like Brambleclaw, and he, um, he only agreed with Firestar because every cat knows he'd rather face a pack of dogs than a two-leg. <laughs> Brambleclaw <laughs> wow. is traumatized by two legs after they destroyed our home. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, aren't I mean, you? 
did we watch someone get kidnapped or almost kidnapped last yeah, a time? A lot too? of um, yeah. No, Gray Stripe's gone. Gray no, I know Gray Stripe's gone. Gray Stripe's been gone, but, but didn't we go to this campsite and someone got snatched up? Or is that did that happen? No, you're thinking about Crooked Stars Promise. Oh, thanks. I, but I that did happen. I can't remember. No, yeah, we cool, watched. Cool. Yeah, we we recently, very recently, Spider like you were there. Uh, yeah. Well, Lion Kit's fur bristles with anger. His dad isn't scared of anything. He's literally about to, he's about to blow his cover because he has to argue. <laughs> he, this, kid, this kid's a, a lot like his mom. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Stormfur and Spider-like actually keep arguing. And Spider-like says, of course, Stormfur wouldn't care how much territory they gave up. He's not a ThunderClan cat. Do, really? Okay, now it's not, now it's not a healthy debate amongst... Uh, yep. adults now it's just what Sorry. are you doing Spider like you're being says, prejudiced <laughs> well Stormfur had fought ShadowClan fiercely as any other warrior Stormfur stares back eyes wide with shock Brackenfur steps between them it doesn't matter if they disagree <laughs> the decision like, has been made <laughs> I just got better please don't make me break up your fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> trying not to trying to hold in that cough yeah he, he like did he, did he just recover like this afternoon yeah I, basically yeah he got kicked out of the sick ward because the kid needed it more which is weird yeah and then he's like here. i'm gonna go on a night patrol okay like, oh, bud god all right his wife's like you literally just got back here can you like sleep no <laughs> Maybe he couldn't sleep because his, his sleeping schedule's all messed up. That's true. Spider-like argues that ShadowClan will think they can take whatever they want from ThunderClan. Brackenfur says Firestar made it clear that he was doing ShadowClan a favor. And plus, no like, cat it's... could doubt... Well, no cat could doubt that he was acting out of wisdom, not weakness. And it's like ShadowClan's always going to be like that. Yeah, this is, like, their whole thing. Like, and they're gonna... It's actually pretty rare for us ever to... I mean, they won't see it this way, but it's rare for, a, 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 like, ShadowClan to be like, oh, yeah, we owe them one. <laughs> like, it's rare. I don't yeah. I doubt... I doubt they'll look at that that way, but... Whatever. Well, Dustpelt snaps. Why did one star and Leopard Star look so interested then? And so they argue back and forth some more. But Stormfur asks if they really think Firestar would actually give up prey-rich land. No, Dustpelt concedes. And they don't have to worry about RiverClan, Brackenfur adds. And Leopardstar has been pretty quiet since Hawkfrost died on their territory. <laughs> I would be too! Leopardstar is smart to just not acknowledge that genuinely. They also, they don't share a border with RiverClan anymore. Thank God. Like, at all. Like, cool. not even a corner. I like guess we're going to have to start having affairs Clan. Shadow Clan. <laughs> well, Stormfur asks if any cat really knew what happened to Hawkfrost. Only that Firestar found his body while on patrol with Brambleclaw and Ashfur. Oh, that's what we're going with? Yup. Never Lion mind. Kit doesn't understand. Leopardstar's probably like, what? Leopardstar probably well, he thinks heard... they're. Oh god, Leopardstar's probably gonna come get us. Uh. 
Well, he had heard nursery stories about Hawk Frost being found on ThunderClan territory impaled by a wooden spike. Hey, guys, are no- our nursery stories a little bit dark? <laughs> I mean, I get like like Grimm's tales were dark and like really like you know the yeah. of dark things, but it's like I don't know if those were nursery tales. I think they might have been uh, adults gossiping. Yeah, I think maybe this was adults gossiping. Um, but no cat knew what he'd been doing there. Lion Kit had tried to ask his father about Hawk Frost once. After all, he was his brother. They were kin. Brambleclaw had been reluctant to answer. How did you you find that out? (laughs) I I think uh, more nursery gossip. Do you think the do you think do you think Leafpool and Squirrel flight did nothing but bash that guy? Oh yeah, they're just anytime Leafpool was in there to like treat anybody, it's like oh my gosh. No, that's like he's like that's how they found out his brother, and they're probably like trying not to. well squirrel flights like trying not to speak bad about it because like they just got over that like as a whole it was like a yeah whole, but like she with her sister she didn't share her, her feelings about it yeah um, but like fern cloud and daisy were also probably talking about it yeah of course uh so she probably wasn't getting into like everything she knew but um i remember what i was gonna say uh i like how we just kind of moved on from uh, Spider like being a hater real quick like we just like he, yeah. he said that and then no one acknowledged it and just moved on with the conversation <laughs> which I, I mean Brackenfur did some interference yeah but good on you Stormfur I'm sure that can't be easy but Stormfur is yeah, like right. re- a really good guy we've talked about this yeah Stormfur is like the best guy so, so but I'm sure that can't be easy I'm glad that Brackenfur was there because Brackenfur is also a really good guy so <laughs> these two just being good guys together <laughs> So all Brambleclaw had told Lionkit was that he and Squirrelflight had carried Hawkfrost back to camp as they would have done with any fallen warrior, and that his clanmates had mourned him. Oh. So that was the story. That's a nicer ending than he probably deserved. He was definitely yeah, trying and to murder hey, your grandpa 15 times over. <laughs> or, yeah, but hey... I'm sure him and Squilf had a great bonding carrying his brother's dead body back to River Clan. Squirrel flights like, like I'm like trying so hard not to say I told you so. Um, <laughs> she like, would never say she was just there being so supportive. You know it. No, I know, I know. But it, but as soon as like he left and she got you know pregnant and then uh, was in there, she was like, I wanted to say I told you so though. <laughs> the next argument is gonna be I told you so, but. <laughs> In the moment, she was probably being very nice. No, she was like, she's like, hey, when you're ready to tell me what happened. So Lion Kit strains to hear what the warriors are saying, but the thorns around him rustle, and he realizes he's by the dirt place. Oh, I literally made a joke about the dirt place. I hope I, please let it be mouse fur. The same place that he and his siblings had snuck out from. So it's a bad look. And you were close. Oh, but it's Mouse Paw leaving. Who? Lion Kit shrinks away, but Mouse Paw smells him. Daisies. Oh, right. Dust Pelt calls Mouse Paw's name. Would he give Lion Kit away? They had been denmates for a while, but he might side with the warriors now. Mouse Paw tells Dust Pelt that he's just on his way back to his den. 
and a moment later, Mousepaw squeezes into Lion Kit's hiding space. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be in the nursery? I just I love the visual of 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 like a teen shrinking down to get the size of like a, a preteen being like what are you doing like a 16 year old who's gone through the growth spurt going to like this 12 year old what are you doing Lion Kid is grateful that he wasn't giving away but he's still being treated like a kit Lion Kid says he couldn't sleep he's too used to having J Kid around Mousepaw asked what they were fighting about. Mousepaw's like, I want the hot goss. He is currently <laughs> laid up in bed. Mousepaw, are you not paying attention? Mousepaw's like, what? M- Mousepaw's only here for the goss, not here for the actual stuff. That ha- How did he miss that? A kid fell off a cliff? No, he he knows he knows that. He's like, he's wondering what the warriors are talking about. Oh, I thought he... he I thought he... Yeah, yeah, what's Jake? No, he he knows that. No, oh, he's like, I thought he thought Jake got kicked out because they there. were fighting. Sorry. No, no. So Lion Kid explains what's been happening out here. I cannot comprehend. And ends with today. Well, he actually says Dustpelt had accused Stormfur of not being a real ThunderClan cat, but it was actually Spiderleg. We just said it was Spiderleg like a page ago. So, like, come on. But, you know, maybe, you know, Lion Lion Kit's an unreliable narrator. (laughs) He doesn't know who anyone is. is, His brother is, like, physically blind. He's face blind. Yeah, yeah. Mousepaw's surprised that Stormfur didn't shred Spiderleg. Lion Kit, puzzled, points out that, well, Stormfur's not a real ThunderClan warrior, is he? Mousepaw warns that he better not say that to his face. But he was born in RiverClan and lived in the tribe, Lion Kit says. <laughs> Lion Kit's like, I'm growing and learning things about the world. And, and, Mou- and, and, and Mousepaw's over here like, I am technically, with that logic, I'm not a, cha- I'm not a ThunderClan cat. Well, Dustpelt calls Mousepaw's name again, and Mousepaw shoves Lion King further back in the bush. And then squeezes out of the hiding place. I thought this place. was actually a cute friendship, and you just insulted this guy, <laughs> like offhandedly, like indirectly. But no, I mean, I'm sure Mousepaw didn't think take it personally. Took it bad. No, no, I, he did I, not at all. I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye. He's on still you, being Mouse a bro. Pa. He's shoving Lion Kit back further. He's like <laughs> into the bar. Look at him. Yeah. Well, yes, but well, he chose this hiding spot. I, I hope this guy stays a bro. He's, he's kind of cute. I like it. Well, Mousepaw says he thought he smelled a mouse. Dustpelt says even a mouse isn't dumb enough to stray into camp. Go to his den. Yeah, yes, Dustpelt. I'm sleepwalking. Mousepaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mousepaw uh, leaves quickly. <laughs> Lion Kit waits until all the warriors are back in their den. And then he drags himself out of the thorns and crept back to the nursery. He tries to sleep, but keeps thinking about his talk with Mousepaw. It had never really occurred to Lion Kit before how important it was to the warriors, whether a cat was truly ThunderClan or not. His own place in the clan was something that Lion Kit took for granted. Not every cat could be so lucky to be born in the forest, with the clan deputy and the clan leader as kin. Uh, But he also doesn't understand why Mousepaw took that conversation so seriously. So long as Stormfur and Brooke are loyal to ThunderClan, 
Lion Kit doesn't realize, like, he doesn't know what else would matter. So I'm, he's I'm, more like, he's more like, why do they, he's like, well, I thought, like, yeah, he was born in River Clan. Like, he wasn't, why does that matter? So I mean, yeah, it's more, I, just, get, I get why he, he kind of made his, yeah. the comment that is offhandedly kind of, it's not a prejudice, but it wasn't, it was just more ignorant. And yeah. Uh, especially, I don't think he re- he made the connection. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't know Mouse Paws' full backstory. It's fair. That- no, they do. Okay. Well, never mind. Um, but I-, I doubt he was thinking of it. I mean, we were no. in Jay Kit's head when last time he was like, you know, oh Daisy, you know, is kind of different, but her kids seem like just as clan born as anybody else. Yeah. So that's probably. So the I don't way. think he it's something similarly. Um, yeah. I I was gonna say it's this is weird that this is coming up because last episode I, when I was editing we were talking about like kind of how these kids uh, they're like this is just the start of their story you know they're all kids together and like eventually their stories will probably yeah. diverge and I was thinking yeah. about this when I was editing I was like I wonder which one of these is gonna end up leaving Fa- uh, Thunder Clan um, and because I'm like that like that's gonna happen right like we've never seen siblings like stay together except for probably Squirrel Flight and. Uh, Pool. Like, I mean, whenever we have important siblings, just like one of them seems to die tragically, end up in a different clan somehow, like uh, get kidnapped by, you know, or uh, where's Graystripe still? Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I wonder, because I feel like I feel like they're laying breadcrumbs right now, but maybe they're trying to misdirect us. Maybe. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this. This is the youngest we've ever started a main mm-hmm. series. Um, and we've never really been through a full apprenticeship. Like, Firestars was kind of... Uh, we didn't spend too much time on that book. And no. he honestly... You know, we didn't spend too much time going over the nuances of being a kit and apprentice, being an yeah. apprentice. We were just starting out this podcast. We were kind of just running through it yeah. like a marathon. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, in, um, in the second series, yeah, Squirrel Flight and Leaf Pool were apprentices, but we had so much going on. It wasn't really traditional. Right. Um, so this will be interesting to get like the first kind of modern look. Even though those other books that we've read that are super editions were after, but you know this is like the new setting. Yeah. Um, we're kind of how does Firestar deal the, with this? We're by the lake. We are at the lake. Yeah, and we're gonna spend. Um, I'm. Just, we are gonna spend way too long as apprentices. I'm just gonna oh. put that out there. That's fine. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. We're gonna watch rather than watching all the old people get born. We're gonna watch all them die now. Like it's. <laughs> You know, it will be different Yay. than, like, the Super Editions. The Super Editions are like, this baby is named, oh my gosh, it's him. <laughs> and so it's going to be like, oh, oh, Paul no. died. Not Paul. Oh, That's Paul. my favorite. Not Paul Pelt. I don't know. I'm, you know what I'm sad about? We're never going to see Ravenpaw again. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah, he's really far away now. We're not going to go over a whole mountain to see Ravenpaw. We go up a mountain again. That was so wild. What? I, I just yeah, yeah, a whole, whole mountain. mountain. We're lucky only one. Well, do you want to hit me with a cat fact? Sure. <laughs> Now's a great time. What you got for me? <gasps> well, today's cat fact is a return to the ever popular subject of cat memes. 
Oh, thank you. Yep. Uh, cats and They never get old. A relationship that's proved to be eternal ever-producing of cat content. Con- cat content. Why did I yeah. make myself a, a tongue twister? <laughs> I don't know. So last time we covered this, I got pretty burnt out pretty quick uh, due to the fact that a lot of older cat memes uh, became NFTs. Um so and nobody likes those. And we've gotten to watch them kind of crash and burn yeah, over the past and, and few I, years. And I'm going to start the segment today uh, by clarifying that our coverage of a cat meme is no way an endorsement of the creators or what they do with them. This is kind of the same no. as like whenever I talk about an actual business or some people that... It, you know, we don't condone yeah. any of our listeners using our podcast or the references I link in the episode description to harass people. I'm, but Please. I am going to give my own opinion on things and you're able to do, um, you know, you're able to do that without getting into internet slap fights. I know. Surprise. Yeah. Um, I try to research these topics, um, well and, and form my own opinion, which, um, I encourage our listeners to do. Um, that's why I always add the references that I talk about. Um, and overall, this is a commentary podcast. Um, so I'm going to comment yeah. on things. I mean, that's kind of like what yeah. we do. Uh, yeah. You know, this folks is just more- a podcast about all my warrior cats opinions. Yeah. And folks are more than happy to disagree with those. And you know where to contact us if you want to discuss it further. So with all that out of the way, because uh, I just kinda, I kind of wanted to get that out of the way so I wouldn't get so exhausted with cat memes this time yeah, um yeah let's get to today's cat fact today's cat meme and today's Thank meme you. is <gasps> it's neon cat wow neon cat real a real classic yeah otherwise known as pop tart cat uh neon cat is a viral video depicting an 8-bit pixel animation of a gray cat with a body of a cherry pop tart a toastable pastry with magenta frosting and pink red sprinkles uh wait it's a cherry pop tart i know i thought it was a strawberry one too it is cherry my mind is blown that that actually was the most like crazy part about researching this i was like how did i never realize that that's a cherry pop tart probably because i've never eaten a cherry pop tart because i really prefer strawberry ones um oh yeah the strawberry the strawberry has white frosting with pink sprinkles don't it i like i like felt i was like what i'm like i i mandela myself like it's never been that so um wow (laughs) i always got off-brand ones from aldi anyways and honestly they have a better filling texture in my opinion really i don't Um, anyway continue popped anyway we can't talk about this uh but back to the description uh it has four short gray legs and a gray tail his face is a simple emoji like expression with two black button like eyes a dot nose and a three shaped mouth making a little cat mouth uh this cat yeah. pop tart hybrid is contained within a navy square depicting the cat flying through space white pixel stars sparkling in the background as the cat bobs up and down a rainbow a rainbow trail emerging from behind it all the while a song that goes nya, 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 plays on loop in the background uh for what feels you know like it. eternity yeah um i, I was uh, trying they, to s- i mean some people do make them last eternity i'm pretty sure <laughs> 
I was I was like trying to describe this for like folks who might have never seen this or like maybe can't see it as well, and then I just sounded like an alien. Um, so <laughs> apologies. Uh, so this meme has been everywhere. There were recreations with other characters, ringtones, app games, browser add-ons. So you could have the Neon Cat with you everywhere. Um, it cemented itself into pop culture so firmly it's been seen in advertisements, news coverage, and movies. Um, but where did this meme come from? And what about the many controversies that have followed it? Well, on April 2nd, 2011, Chris Torres, an online artist and creator of the site LOL-Comics, was hosting a Red Cross charity live stream taking requests for a donation drive. He got a couple chats asking for a drawing of a Pop-Tart and a cat. Taking inspiration from both, he made a drawing of a gray cat cherry popped our body with rainbow lines surrounding it um and here maureen is that original art piece oh and a couple of days later he made the wow. 8-bit pixel art that we know a lot more and he made it into like an animated gif or gif yeah um, wow <laughs> and he posted that on his website the gray cat was actually based on his own russian blue marty oh. marty was named after Marty McFly of Back to the Future and was adopted along with his brown and white brother named Buster from an Arrested Development character. Uh, They were adopted in 2010 by Torres. Sadly, shortly after their adoption, Buster was infected with, or rather developed FIP, feline infectious periodontis. This is a disease that develops in only 5% of cats that are exposed to FCOV, a.k.a. the feline coronavirus. Um, Oh, wow. FCOV is contagious, but usually it can be pretty mild. Unfortunately, FIP is not contagious and is much more deadly. Um, And it has no fully effective vaccine. Um, sadly, oh, Buster passed bummer. away shortly after his adoption. Um, and Marty lived until 2012, uh, when he also developed FIP and passed away in Torres' oh, arms on rough. early November 1st. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. Oh. I, it probably, both of them as kittens probably had the feline coronavirus. Yeah. And while it's very rare for cats to get FIP, it's, um... It can happen. And it's basically like an autoimmune attack itself. Yeah, I could imagine genetics could possibly have something to do with it. Not yeah, that I know anything, but, you know, since they were maybe, brothers. Maybe. And the fact that, you know, one of the cats developed it very quickly after having it. And then one, it was almost two years later. Um, yeah. In remembrance of the day he passed, Nyan Cat uh, on its website was changed to a sad version with a sad face and no rainbow. Um, oh, which, oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> it is. It is. I like. It took me a bit to be like, oh, I can't do this. Oh. Um, but I do have. We do have uh, some images of Marty and Torres. Does have two other cats right now? I believe I, I didn't get their names, but um, they are seen on his Twitter. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's the guy. WTF? I love this award. Yeah, that was the, the neon, neon cat. Award. Um, love it. Oh, so. The animation that was inspired by Marty had already taken off to unexpected heights in 2011. Um, On April 5th, so this is three days after the original drawing was posted, um, uh, YouTuber Sarah June uh, combined the animated GIF with the Vocaloid song 
by artist Daniel Dash P. The song is titled and uh, contains the lyrics that are just nya 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 nya, which is an automatopoeia in Japanese for the sound the cats make. Um, mm-hmm. So, and while the cat was originally named Pop Tart Cat, the internet decided Neon Cat was the true name, and everyone else was like, "Okay, yeah." Um, All right, yeah, makes sense. On April 13th, Neon.Cat was launched uh, as a website where you can watch Neon Cat uh, forever with the Neon Counter, uh, outfit options, and song choices. And that's the one I was talking about where it was changed. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, I did mention controversies, (laughs) which seems like a strong topic when it comes to a cat meme, but uh, maybe that's the wrong word. But uh, uh, but this is the internet. <laughs> yeah, with any internet meme, meme, especially one where ownership of something is kind of like hand wavy, it's kind of bound to happen. Um, and while Sarah June created the first YouTube video of Neon Cat, uh, the video getting like one million views in like two weeks, Torres did have copyright for the creation. And there is like me and my cousin. I like tried to explain this to my cousin, and she tried to explain to me like how this could be. But um, like, there's a Neon Cat official video that was created and hosted by the Neon Cat YouTube channel in 2011. Um, but then there's uh-huh. like the original video by on Sierra June's can- channel. I'll explain my confusion about this a bit later. Um, what you need to know okay. is that Torres has copyright for this. Okay. For just the cat. Um, the song was by a Vocaloid okay. uh, editor, and yeah. So, but. Yeah. He has copyright, and that's why in 2013, Torres and the creator of Keyboard Cat, previously covered in uh, Cat Memes in episode 162, uh, Charles Schmidt, sued Warner Brothers and Fifth Cell, a video game studio, for using their characters without permission in the game series Scribblenauts, um, a game I've actually played. Um, All right. Yeah, it, it was stated in some sources that, like, the studio just, like, didn't know they were copyrighted, but I'm like, that's a dumb... Uh, thing to uh, okay. Uh, You're a creative studio. I expect you to know how like <laughs> copyrights work. Yeah. Either way, it was settled after a few months with both Torres and Schmidt being paid. Um. So that's good. That's best, good. Best resolution there. Um. Some other Pay artists. Yeah. Some other smaller dramas were there was like a DMCA takedown of the video and a a group that hacked the PBS website in 2011 and like covered it with Neon Cat. Uh. Neither of 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 these incidents had anything to do with Torres or anyone else that I've mentioned already. Like it was other folks messing around. That's great. That's um, fun. Surprisingly, the most recent events surrounding this meme have only been in the past couple of years, um, despite the meme being over 10 years old now. Uh, first was Torres announcing the NFT version of Neon Cat in 2021, <sighs> uh, right before the 10-year-old, a 10-year anniversary of the meme's inception. Uh, he did end up selling it for $600,000. And oh my God. in a Forbes interview, he was directly asked about the envi- environmental impacts NFTs make, which... His reply was, quote, when it comes to the artist side, it's a different category when it comes to environmental aspects of NFTs. The issue comes from when cryptocurrency is mined. The artists themselves are not the ones causing environmental impact. In the future, we're going to see a cleaner way to trade crypto and mint NFTs. It's just really early on right now, unquote, which (sighs) I do not think is a good answer at all. Like, there are some things that are created and used in, like, unethical means and that impact impact people and the environment badly. Like, um, for example, 
the crystals in my phone and in my computer, the gas in my car. I am aware of that and like push for change. But unfortunately, those tools are fairly unavoidable in modern capitalistic society versus NFTs, which are very avoidable. Although, as a poor artist, if I had something that I could get $600,000 for, I don't know. I do not believe Torres is a poor artist. He has oh, I'm a he has a copyright <laughs> of Nancat, which he has commercialized multiple times before the NFT. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah, then probably not. Also, that's like a memorial to your cat. I don't think I oh, could he's ever an NFT sell artist, that. So I don't know. It's it's. Oh yikes! Okay, I I'm not going to comment on his career. I wouldn't do it. Uh, as an yeah, artist. yeah. It doesn't matter. We just care about the cat. Yeah. Anyway. The next situation, and this is where I got confused uh, by my sources on, like, the YouTube video postings and, like, what was going on there. So, from my understanding, the Sarah June video was posted on April 5th, 2011, the one that first combined Uh the GIF with the audio, and on April 12th, 2011, the Cat video on the Cat YouTube was created. So I'm unsure if the Sarah June video was, like, privated that whole time or if it was only available oh. via direct link. I think it might have been up as her video had, like, you know, like I said, one million views in the first few weeks. And the, the Nian Cat channel video has two million views, like, as of today in 2024, despite being posted in 2011. Like, I feel like it should be wow. higher and yeah. my cousin was saying, like, it's very possible, like, it got moved accounts, but, like, the, the view thing got reset, but the but the date's yeah. still 2011, so I don't know. There's probably something there. Probably because everybody wants to watch the Infinite Loop one instead. And, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I don't claim to understand this, but what you need to know is that people did still um, associate the Sarah June ca- channel with Nyan Cat. Oh. Um, because that's where it was originally like posted, the, the famous one yeah. we all watched. Um, uh, yeah. Either way, uh, either way, the Sarah June video is now gone. Um, and that's because on November 6, 2023, after not posting pretty much anything on that channel for 12 years, Sarah June posted a video that starts out with the Neon song and then a rainbow and then it fades out and is interrupted by a call for a ceasefire in Palestine which I think is a very powerful way of using your platform. Um, yeah. Torres responded on November 10th on Twitter by tweeting that, quote, the Neon Cat video has moved to an official YouTube page, unquote, with a link to the video that shows, like, the 12-year-old one. Um, he, he did expand on this further uh, in an article by Know Your Meme, stating it was moved due to the original YouTube channel, like, licensing out their channel to others and causing confusion for fans, apparently. Um, which Aww. the Sarah June channel responded by changing their channel description to, quote, the meme you seek has been forcibly displaced by the copyright holder, Chris Torres, unquote, and making <laughs> their link to PCRF, the Palestinian Children's Relief Fund. So I, I'm not really sure how it all works with YouTube. I, I did check the link uh, on, on like the Twitter. It is that one that I will have linked in this episode description with the 2 million views. Um, and I don't, I, I don't know why it moved that way or like, uh, yeah, I don't really know, but, um, 
Interesting. Yeah, I don't think the story of Neon Cat is over yet. It still shows up in movies and is referenced in pop culture, and the original creator is still making NFTs of it. Um, It's it's an interesting tale uh, of, like, when a meme meets capitalism, political activism, and copyright. Um, And I think the lesson we will take from this is still to be determined with some many lessons (laughs) we've already taken. Um, yeah, so that's the that's the. Can somewhat... we just draw pop tart cats and like leave it at that? I mean, they're not trademarked. No. They haven't been able to effectively oh, trademark oh, oh. it yet. So kind right, of. So you, everybody can you make, can make their derivative own works of it, but you can't like technically. I don't know. Um, Wild. You can make a podcast commentating on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's 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 an interesting story, uh, and I think we'll kind of see that. I I, <laughs> I just am like, I was like researching this. I was like, hmm. And I will say, uh, Sarah June's video, uh, her call for ceasefire, that's still up, like, because it doesn't have any of the neon cat imagery on it. So technically, she didn't right. break any copyright when she created that. I think probably Sam Torres didn't want to be associated with certain things or, or I don't know. I don't know what his opinions are. I'm not going to assume that I know. Yeah. Uh, it's just interesting timing. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Uh, oddly topical for a, a meme that's nearly a decade and a half old. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's, yeah. I. Yeah. It's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. It I is. did not expect that, and I don't think anyone expected that when this little tiny pop tart cat was made. No, no, not at all. In the Forbes article that is linked, um, they did ask the question to Torres of like, do you think this would have been as popular like on the internet now? And this is back in like twenty twenty one, um, and he said like just like the the prevalence of cats on the internet he's like i think it probably would have found an audience maybe not like at the same level like he didn't think it would get as popular as it was um yeah and i probably agree with that and it's like and also like the original artwork the reason it kind of became popular is because of sarah june's video like without the combination yeah. so it's like and he doesn't necessarily say that but i think he probably recognizes that um he would hope would hope um because I mean, at least for a while, like, the DMC takeout down thing that I only vaguely mentioned, like, I think that was still on Sarah June's channel. So I I think mm. it's only recently, like, just been entirely removed from her control. So mm. anyway, everything will be linked in the episode description. You can look into it more <sighs> yourself. Um, it's a wild ride. I, I didn't think cat memes would get us here and I'm like great I'm high high place to start off this series to return back to this I'm oh yep. no like I'm looking at the list being like are things gonna be like the, what, what am I gonna find next what, what am I about to unearth <laughs> I was like I thought the word I thought like the most like like uh controversial thing I could un I could find in here would be like nfts and I like that we fully established I, I didn't know this is gonna get into political commentary but okay <laughs> Well, are, are you ready to get back to our little kittens? Yeah. Our little precious baby kittens? <laughs> oh, I love them at this age. Poor They're little just so lion kit just like... <laughs> Cannot make it from the nursery to the medicine den. Yeah, like he didn't even... Like he just he left... He left like being like, I miss my brother and came back and was like, I'm going to question everything. <laughs> and I'm also covered in thorns. <laughs> His sister's like, what did you do? Well, 
Holly Kit dreamed were the POV switch. Oh. Holly Kit dreamed that hedgehogs filled the nursery and their sharp prickles spiked her back. And she opens her eyes to find Lion Kit, his pelt ruffled and studded with black thorns. I'm trying out this goth thing. I don't know. There's like, <laughs> maybe it's more metal. I don't know. I haven't really decided what like um, style I'm specifically going for. Well, Holly Kit jabs him. Where did he pick up these thorns? They're tearing her to shreds. Lion Kit couldn't sleep. He went for a walk. Aren't they in enough trouble? Holly Kit asks in dismay. Does he want to stop them from being made apprentices? Lion King assures her that no one saw him. Except Mousepaw, but he won't tell. He's cool. Mousepaw's cool. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, oh, is this gonna be a dream? Is she about to, like, is it, we about to get, like, maybe more confusion about maybe she is? And then, it, no, her brother just is covered in burrs. Yeah. Or yep. in thorns. I'm, I'm gonna say, if, if Miss uh, uh, Spotted Leaf shows up in her dreams, I'll be really like, I don't know. I want Spotted Leaf to show up on every one of those streams. I know I'm like not a fan of her, but I just, I now for the drama of it, I want her to just. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're kind of like coming back around to kind of like, you love to hate it. Well, mainly because I don't want it to be <laughs> determined who becomes a medicine cat. I just, I mean. By Spotted Leaf. Also, yeah, Ness. I mean, one, it's, it's starting yeah. to seem a little like a uh, little bit like nepotism. Like, okay, how many more people in this family can become the medicine cat? Right. Which. I it's mean, technically, power. it's just two. But yeah, a third? Oh, no, th- th- this would be the second. Oh, true. Leafpool. Yeah, Leafpool's the only one. Sorry, I don't know. Why did I... Oh, uh, Spotted Leaf is getting in my head. <laughs> no, I'm the true she's not mother. The... <laughs> no, she's not. She's poisoned you. Oh, no. Holly Leaf hisses softly, wishing her brother would think before he acted. They better get these thorns off. Lion Kit complains that they really sting. And <laughs> Holly like Kit says she better out. go. And his sister's <laughs> like, "You are gonna get in so so much trouble." He's like, "Ow!" Uh. That's Holly for you. Well, Holly Kit says she better go to the medicine den to get something to treat him. Oh, they don't want these scratches getting infected. She'll just tell Leafpool that he rolled in a thorn that was in his bedding. Holly Kit gets up to leave and tells Lion Kit to pull out as many as he can and don't leave them laying around. If Ice Kit or Fox Kit spike themselves on one, Fern Cloud will pluck his whiskers till he's bald as a bird. <laughs> Which Wait. I don't know what bald as a bird is, Maybe Holly. Talking about birds like with the feathers removed? Maybe. Yeah, I guess if you pluck the feathers off the birds, sure. they can't really sure. eat the feathers. They probably tear them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Girl, what? You just told him that you're about to sneak out, too. Well, she's... She's just got to go take care of him. So no one is in the clearing as the sun rose, and the dawn patrol must have left already. So Holly Kit scurries to the medicine den, unseen, and goes to Jay Kit's nest. Is he feeling better? Girl! Jay Kit asks what he's doing here. Holly Kit explains that Lion Kit got a thorn stuck in him. She wants to get him something to keep it from getting infected. Jay Kit says that Leafpool used Doc on his scratches. She'll have to get it herself. Leafpool is out collecting nettles. 
Hollykit asks if he remembers what it smells like. He tells her it's sort of tangy and it's in a pile near the front. Hollykit has two piles in front of her. This one smells kind of icky. Jake says it's not a bad smell, just sharp. Please don't poison your brother. Please don't poison your brother. Please don't poison your brother. <laughs> Hollykit sniffs the other one. It's tangy, and she carries a mouthful to Jaykit. That's the one, he tells her. Okay. The den rustles. <sighs> huh? I just get, I, I, I'm getting anxious when children are handling medicine. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. like, one of the things that, like, we had uh, public service announcements about. <laughs> this is why we have, like, childproof cats. Yes. The den rustles, and Leafpool has returned, carefully carrying the stinging nettles. She tells Hollykit she's up early, and when Leafpool notices the dock leave, she tells Hollykit that her brother's healing well. He doesn't need any more treatment, just rest. It's my other brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, yeah, you thought this one was the only one who no. gets himself into scrapes? Leafpool's like, I don't know why I'm surprised I grew up with uh, a squirrel flight. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This... Sur- surprised that that girl's still standing with everything that she got into. Christ, right? While well, Hollykit explains that she's not treating J-Kit, Lionkit was scratched by a thorn in his bedding. Leafpool's eyes are wide with surprise. How did she know to use Doc? Hollykit looks at Leafpool uncertainly. Because J-Kit had told her, but she doesn't say that out loud. Um, and J-Kit speaks up and says that she remembered, Hollykit remembered, the smell from when Leafpool treated him. Please, and Holly please, Kit please, runs please. her tail. I want another. I want another medicine cat that doesn't believe in God. <laughs> Holly Kit runs her tail gratefully across his flank. It's not that she wants Leafpool to think she's more clever than Jaykit. She just wants Leafpool to see that she would make a great medicine cat. Well done, Leafpool praises, and it makes Holly Kit feel warm inside. And she tells herself that one day she will know which herb was which and wouldn't need to pretend. I'm about to study so She'll hard. get there. Leafpool shows her how to apply it and tells her to make sure she licks it in firmly. It may sting, but it'll save a lot more pain later. Hollykit watches carefully. Leafpool asks if she wants to try it before she goes. And Hollykit says she should get back to Lionkit. He was pretty sore. Leafpool offers to come with, but Hollykit thinks that if Leafpool saw how many thorns were tangled in her brother's pelt, they would both be in trouble. <laughs> so instead, she tells Leafpool thanks, but she must be busy. Hollykit will come get her if she needs help. Very well, Leafpool nods, a knowing glint in her eyes. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I grew up with your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Stay in, the, stay in the kid's den. Come on, guys. Stay in the nursery. <laughs> well, the camp is busy when Holly Kit leaves the medicine den. Daisy is already sunning herself outside the nursery, and she tries to look like she's supposed to be doing this as she hurries back to the nursery. Ferncloud's voice startles her. Where has she been? Lion Kit says he told her about the thorn. And Holly Kit explains that she went to get Lion Kit dock leaves. She didn't want to wake Ferncloud. Ferncloud says she should have waited till she was awake to ask permission. But she supposes Hollykit was only thinking of her littermate. And Ferncloud can't disapprove of that. Ferncloud. She sighs. 
It's fine. The Star Clan knows how thorns got in the nursery in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> they were um, chasing a fox, like, just like the other day. Like, just yesterday. She glances down at her tiny kits wriggling at her belly. They need to be careful not to carry in anything on their pouts when there are such small kits in the nursery. Holly Kit promises they'll be extra careful in the future. Lion Kit had gotten all but one of the thorns out and had shoved the rest under the brambles by the side of the den. Holly Kit chews up the dock and starts to put it on the worst of the scratches. She licks firmly, just as Leafpool had taught her. Lion Kit flinches and lets out a squeak of pain. Holly Kit leaps back in alarm. Are you two fighting? Ferncloud asks, not looking up from her kits. No, Lion Kit answers. The dock juice just hurts. Holly Kit doesn't think she can do this. Aww. Seeing Lion Kit's pain makes her queasy. But she can't let his scratches get infected. And if she wants to become a medicine cat, she needs to get used to treating patients. That's like one of the things I was like, I, I was like, you know, oh, could I be a nurse or a doctor? I'm like, no, I'd fade. I pass out. I, I'd see like one girl. Like, I can't even take hair out of the drain without like almost <laughs> ralphing. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I don't have it nearly as bad as like my sister. Like my sister, I like I did pass out when I gave blood, not because of the blood. Like my sister gave blood and passed out because she saw the blood. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I found out because our German teacher who was doing uh, lunch line duty was like, Lesnar! And I was like, what? And he's like, your sister passed out. And I was like, why are you, t- why are you telling me this? What am I supposed to do? Excuse me? He's like, it scared me. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do, Hair Bloom? <laughs> Holly Kit starts on the next one. And Lion Kit only winces this time, but Holly Kit still leaps away. Sorry, she squeaks, but remembers Leafpool's advice. It may sting, but it will save him from more pain later. So Holly Kit carries on, trying to ignore Lion Kit's squeak of pain and the sickening taste of Doc. It'll get easier, girl. Yeah, it's, it's, I imagine this is always hard. I believe in you. Lion Kit breathes a sigh of relief. That feels much better. Ferncloud suggests they go get something to eat. Daisy is outside to make sure they don't get up to any mischief. They scamper out, happy to leave the nursery without breaking any rules. But the dock had ruined Holly Kit's appetite. Mousepaw, Hazelpaw, and Berrypaw are in front of their den. So, you know, we, we've started a new book. We're kind of, you know, kind of a new generation. Some time has passed. We're going get, to get to know everyone again a bit in this first book. Yeah, these kids were just born last time we were here, though. So. Yeah. Well, Mousepaw can hardly keep still. Brambleclaw had told them their assessment would be after Sun High. Holly Kit listens. They had been training for four moons. It wouldn't be long before they would be made warriors. So this isn't like a final assessment. This is like a how are you doing assessment. I didn't even know we had assessments. So great. We talked about this last time. I know, I know, Yellow but Fang that's book. like when I first found but out. But you didn't know before. Yeah. And and that's why I'm kind of excited. I'm like, oh, we're going to be really deep into uh, apprentices. Mm-hmm. We're going to really see uh, how this is working. Um, so Barry Paw asks anxiously who would be assessing them. 
But Bramblepaw, but Brambleclaw wouldn't tell Mousepaw that. Hazelpaw asks if it'll be Firestar himself, and her tail twitches with excitement. Don't say that, Berrypaw breathes. He won't remember any of his training if he thinks Firestar's watching. <laughs> Hazelpaw asks if they're supposed to split up or hunt together. Spiderleg told Mousepaw it was up to them. Ashfur and Whitewing are sharing tongues nearby and over here. Ashfur calls over and says they'd be wiser splitting up. On their own, they might just manage to surprise their prey. But the three of them clomping through the forest will scare everything from here to sundrown place. Whitewing pokes him with her paw. Don't tease them, Ashfur, she scolds. He was an apprentice once. He must remember how tense he was about his first assessment. Wait, who's teasing Ashfur? Whitewing, who is Cloudtail and Brightheart's daughter, who was, um, actually, last book, she was, um, the last book of the last series, I believe she was pretty much ready to be a warrior, but she said she was going to stick around as an apprentice with Birchfall. Because he was alone as the only apprentice. Got it. Brooke enters. Ashfur's kind of, sort of our uh, squirrel flights x uh, yeah kind of squirrel flights x the, definitely the, the, he didn't the, take that breakup what, what do they so call well. it what do the teens call it um failed talking stage <sighs> no um what situationship oh situation oh yeah okay yeah yeah that that probably tracks x situationship because like they weren't ever dating but like because they were never on the same page yeah they were kind of like courting but then definitely not she was definitely using it's not him so much to, of it. to upset. Well, no, no, no yeah. I don't think so. No, she she genuinely thought I could be happy with this boy. He's yeah. very nice to me, but also kind of found like, ooh, I don't like you defending me like that. Like I can yeah. take care of myself. But then the the pull of Bramble Claws just and everything they've been through together was just too too strong. <laughs> Inescapable. It's like we're both I'm the daughter of a protagonist. You're the son of an antagonist. <laughs> We're meant to be. Basically. And now look, three beautiful children. Brooke enters camp and drops some fresh kill on the pile. Lion Kit thanks her, grabs one, and begins to eat hungrily. Brooke advises him to eat more slowly. In the mountains, they say prey eaten slowly feeds them longer. Lion Kit looks at her in surprise. Okay. And starts to chew slower. Like, if anything, it'll make you burp less, bud. Yeah. So. And Holly Kit thinks about how she likes the sound of Brooke's mew. It was kind of low and different compared to the forest cats. You know. Other cultures. Right. She has an accent. Got it. (laughs) Yeah. Holly Kit digs it, though. She's into it. A yowl sounds from outside the camp entrance, followed by a threatening hiss. It's Honeypaw's voice. Her mentor, Sandstorm, races towards the entrance. What is it? Was the camp being attacked? But then Sandstorm lets out a friendly yowl of greeting. Probably just to make sure everybody knows it was okay. Everybody heard that hiss, and then Sandstorm was like... Oh, Mothwing, Willowpaw, welcome. Like, it's okay, everybody. 
So it's it's Mothwing and Willowpaw. And uh, so Sandstorm leads them in and Honeypaw follows, tail bristling with embarrassment. She muses she's sorry. She didn't realize who it was. She just smelled River Clan. And Sandstorm reassures her apprentice with an old nursery saying, which I just love it when they bring up anything cultural because I don't. Yeah. But it's better to scare off a mouse than welcome a badger. It's the first time I've ever heard it. Probably the last, but I appreciate it. I appreciate things like that. It's like, oh, it kind of, you know, yeah, it comes to like, oh, we have a wider culture that we don't usually think about a lot. Yeah. And I'm quoting here. Holly Kit's heart leaps like a fish at the sight of Willowpaw. She'd met the River Clan medicine apprentice once before. She and Mothwing had bought, brought precious supplies of catmint from a sheltered spot in River Clan territory. Leafpool had welcomed the gift because her supply by the abandoned two leg nest had already been killed by frost. Holly Kit had talked to Willowpaw then to find out what it was like to belong to a different clan. Now she wants to find out something else. How to become a Medicine Cat's apprentice. Sandstorm went to fetch Leafpool, and Holly Kit scampered up to Willowpaw, and she greets her shyly. Is this little girl gay? I mean, I I you'd appreciate it. Don't join a nunnery just because you have a crush on one of the nuns. Um, Don't join a convent just because... Do join a nunnery because you have a crush on one of... Uh, How else are you supposed to spend time I literally own a book called Lesbian Nuns. We've talked about it on this podcast. Uh, Love it. This is I really wish... A a while ago, I would... um, A long, long time ago, I would, like, role-play a couple OCs, and one of them was a medicine cat because she was gay. And this was back when... um, that wasn't talked about on the warrior cat. Fo- that wasn't really a thing on the warrior cat forms mm-hmm. or this wasn't warrior cat forms. This was something else, but it still wasn't talked about. Right. Um, now, now you go to any ro- cat warrior cat role play and everybody's gay. Um, <laughs> and it's a great time, but you know, it, this isn't, it wasn't. Um, but I what wouldn't Marina mind saying is warrior she fir- cats She threw the that. first brick at Stonewall when it comes to the warrior cat forums and their uh, uh, companions. Uh, 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 yeah, on Wajas only, though. Like, not, not, definitely not, I'm sure. But just where, where I was hanging out, it, it wasn't. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind warrior cats doing something like that. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the story, it being fine to be gay. Um, but I'd be okay with them introducing it into a hostile environment. But I am also into books about that. Um Anyways, back to these gals. Willowpaw, who had been looking troubled, brightens. Hello, Hollykit, she purrs. Or is it Hollypaw now? Not yet, Hollykit says and asks why she's here. Willowpaw says she had a dream and she wants Leafpool to help her interpret it. Hollykit, confused, asks, Can't Mothwing do that? Blomp, blomp. <laughs> Willowpaw glances at her paws and says Mothwing suggested they get Leafpool's opinion. Didn't we didn't we have because this conversation where like Willowpaw uh, like is 
like Willowpaw is being mentored through heaven by Leafpool a bit. Yeah. So that's why she's come is because Mothwing is her um, medical mentor and Leafpool's kind of her spiritual mentor. Right. So. Hey, better than none at all. You have two moms. Exactly. So lucky. Well, what was it about? Willowpaw can't tell her until she shared it with Leafpool. Leafpool stands at the entrance of the den and calls the other medicine cats to come in. Holly Kit stares wistfully after them. Lion Kit butts her head gently with his head. Or, let me try that again. Lion Kit butts her gently with his head. Why is she staring at them like a dumb rabbit? Mothwing and Willowpaw have visited camp before. And Holly Kit, unable to keep her wish to herself any longer, blurts, I want to be a medicine cat. It's so cute. A medicine cat? Lion Kit stares at Holly Kit, bewildered. Why? Holly Kit snaps that there are other ways to serve their clan besides being a warrior. But she'll be stuck in camp all day with the sick and injured cats, instead of out in the forest, hunting or fighting. And there's no criticism in Lion Kit's voice. She just doesn't understand just it. disbelief. <laughs> his his worldviews are just getting shaken He's lately. He's like, what? Prejudices <laughs> exist. Um, like, uh, other paths besides the warrior path? What? People want different things than me? I can't do, I can't do this, guys. What? He's growing. Yeah. He's growing. Holly Kit doesn't want to hear about what she would be missing. But think about how much she'll know, she points out. She'll learn about healing herbs. She'll be able to... uh, She'll learn about healing herbs. She'll be able to share dreams with Star Clan. What could be more exciting than that? She stares at her brother, willing him to understand. Fighting Shadow Clan? Lion Kit offers... (laughs) He's like, I really want to beat cats up. The boy also She wants to have dreams. Uh, yeah, you know, and that's okay. We can, we can, you know, we're siblings, but we're we can do different things. Mm-hmm. Well, she wants to have dreams like Leafpool and Willowpaw, Holly Kit insists. She already does, Lion Kit purrs, eyes gleaming with amusements. Dreams about hedgehogs. You cheeky kit, Holly Kit squeaks with mock anger. She leaps at him and they tussle on the ground. So cute. They're adorable. What are you two doing? Their mother's stern mew makes Holly Kit freeze. The kits sit up to face her. Squirrelflight says if they have nothing to do... Oh, let me try that again. Squirrelflight says if they have nothing better to do than make the fresh kill pile dusty with their fighting... They may as well go back to the nursery. But Holly Kit hasn't eaten yet. She can take some prey with her, Squirrel Fright says. And take some for Ferncloud, too. Okay. Squirrel Flight turns her attention to Thornclaw. She hopes he remembers that he's leading the Sun High Patrol, she mews, half to herself. Holly Kit muttered that if Squirrel... Let me try that again. Hollykit mutters that Squirrel Flight better go remind him, seeing as she's keeping an eye on everyone around here. What was that? <laughs> Squirrel Flight's eyes still remained on Thornclaw. 
nothing. Holly Kit says guilt guiltily. Ooh, there's Don't, there's honestly yeah. I can't but oof duh. Mm. Don't forget Fern Cloud, Squirrel Flight says before padding away. Holly Kit stares after her mother, feeling a surge of rebellious anger. Because this is the age they're at. We're preteens. Yeah. You remember. It wouldn't be so bad if she had even noticed that she was spoiling their fun. Lion Kit says she's just busy. Holly Kit knows what Squirrel Flight's like. Holly Kit sighs, she supposes. And she knows she's not being fair. How can she criticize her mother when, truthfully, Holly Kit wants to be just like her? Squirrelfight is brave, loyal, and respected by her clanmates. So we're just we're just at that age. Wait, you want to be like age. your mom it's or okay. your aunt? Because they have two very different careers. Hey, I know. I'm she can still be I'm brave, joking. loyal, and respected I as a medicine cat. Love her. Ugh. I'm kidding. So they return to the nursery with prey, and Holly Kit keeps her eyes trained on the medicine den. She wants to speak with Willowpaw again. When Leafpool leaves the medicine den with Mothwing and Willowpelt, Hollykit glances at Lionkit. Her brother's asleep. Ferncloud's busy with her kits. So as quietly as she could, Hollykit dislodged the wad of leaves that Squirrelflight had just pressed into place the day before and vows silently that she'll fix it later. <laughs> Your mom just fixed that hole. Guys, stop. Hollykit goes to greet Willowpaw, who blinks at Hollykit, the faraway look clearing from her gaze. Hollykit asks if Leafpool helped her. Willowpaw nods. She can tell her about the dream now. She said she dreamed clouds were streaming across the sky, but they stopped, and the sun scorched down onto RiverClan camp. It shriveled up the plants and dried the nests until there was no shelter from the burning heat. Hollykit shudders. What does it mean? Leafpool thought it could be a warning of trouble with their water supply. But there's been plenty of rain this leaf bear, so it's probably not a drought. But Leafpool advised Willowpaw to have Leopardstar check all the streams around camp, just to be sure they're safe. Because we did, last book, we did have that weird thing, um, like oil poisoning their water, yeah. gas or something. Hollykit leans forward and asks how Willowpaw became Mothwing's apprentice. Well, she helped her with some patience when there was an outbreak of illness. She enjoyed it and kept going back to help in the medicine den. Mothwing eventually suggested Willowpaw should become her apprentice. Did she always want to be a medicine cat? Willowpaw admits that she didn't really think about it. It just sort of happened. But then she couldn't imagine doing anything else. Being a medicine cat is great. Hollykit opens her mouth to speak, but Mothwing calls Willowpaw to leave. Mothwing brushes muzzles with Leafpool and heads out. Willowpaw bounds after her. She calls good goodbye to Hollykit over her shoulder, and Hollykit watches them leave. Willowpaw made her even more determined to become Leafpool's apprentice. Forgetting she wasn't supposed to be out of the nursery, she hurried after Leafpool into her den. Leafpool asks her if she needs more herbs for Lion Kit. 
Holly Kit shakes her head. The question is at the tip of her tongue, but she's struggling to speak. Leif Paul asks if something's wrong. Jacob flips over in his nest and raises his head. What does Holly Kit want? He asks, as though he sensed something important was happening. Leafpool tells him softly to go back to the nursery. Is he well enough? Jake Kit asks. As long as he doesn't start play fighting the moment he gets back, Leafpool warns him. But he's well enough to sleep in his own den. Jake Kit starts off unsteady but finds his footing. He thanks Leafpool. Then his sightless gaze flicks to Holly Kit, and it takes her by surprise. Sometimes it seems like Jacob is looking straight at her, even though she knows he can't see her. Leafpool promises she'll check on him at sundown. Once Jacob left, Leafpool sits down. She asks Holly Kit what's troubling her. Nothing is troubling her, Holly Kit says, but she has something important to ask Leafpool. And a look close to alarm flashes across Leafpool's face. What? <laughs> Like, oh my god, what could be happening? She's like, I, like, I, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I, like, literally took this job so I didn't have to parent a kid. Uh-oh. Please don't ask me about how where you came from. Oh god. Uh, uh. Holly Kit takes a deep breath. She wants to be Leafpool's apprentice. She tenses, waiting for a reply. What if Leafpool refused? Leafpool looks stunned. She never would have thought... But she stops herself mid-sentence. Being a medicine cat is a big commitment, she says gently. Holly Kit will rarely fight in battles or go on patrol. Ask her. She won't... Huh? Ask her why. Like, be curious. She won't be able to, make, to take a mate or have kits. Holly Kit sees her eyes darken. Was that regret in her amber eyes? Yes. But there's no time to wonder. Leafpool asks what has made her want to be a medicine cat. Good. Thank you, Leafpool. I think that's that's a thing. Yeah. There should be like a set of questions. And there should right. also be like an opt-out period. Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Holly Kit tells her she wants to be able to help the clan. And if she's a medicine cat, she could heal their clanmates when they're sick and share dreams with Star Clan. Leafpool still looks questioningly at her. Holly Kit says, as a warrior, she could feed the clan and defend it, and insists that she would die to protect the clan if she had to. I'm 12, but I would die. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> but as a warrior, she would be limited to fighting with tooth and claw. As a medicine cat, she could fight with all the knowledge and power of Star Clan. What better way could there be to serve Thunder Clan? She stops breathless, and stares hopefully at Leafpool. Leafpool's tail twitches. Those are all good reasons. Holly Kit's heart soars. Is she going to say yes? But, Leafpool continues, before she can make a decision, she needs to talk with Firestar. Holly Kit blinks, feeling a flash of doubt. But she hasn't said no. Thanks, Leafpool, she says, and trots from the den. Because of course Leafpool has to talk to the clan leader before making such an important decision, she thinks, and bounces back across the clearing. Is that really a stat? I mean... <laughs> Jacob looks up when she returns to the nursery. 
what was so secret that he had to leave the medicine cat then? <laughs> Holly Kid announces that she's going to be her apprentice. Whose apprentice? Leaf pools, of course. Lion Kit looks up delighted. Did she say yes? No. Well, she needs to talk to Firestar <laughs> first, of course. <laughs> yeah, no. She wants to be a medicine cat, J-Kid asks, tipping his head to the side. Why shouldn't she? Holly Kit demands. J-Kit says he'd hate to be stuck in the medicine den, worrying about sick cats and sorting out piles of herbs. He sinks his claws into the nest lining. Jacob would much rather be a warrior, patrolling and hunting and fighting in clan battles. Please, 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 Aaron's don't force this kid into a career he'll hate. Please, God. I, Firestar, I feel like Firestar and like people are like, oh, okay, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We thought we could just be, thought we could just make him your well, apprentice. He was having dreams. He saw, oh, by the way, dad, I've been seeing your dead medicine cat for years now. What? Yikes. What? What? Who? No, what sandstorm? Ha! Huh? Who? I have no. I have no reason to remember her. <laughs> well, Holly Kit looked at her brother, fierce and proud. Firestar had to let him become a warrior. Holly Kit wakes before dawn. She's too excited to go back to sleep, because Brambleclaw had told her last night that Firestar would be going ahead with their naming ceremony. He had told Hollykit that her and her littermates had behaved well. So, Yay. they get to become apprentices. Hollykit had glanced towards her brothers. What about Jaykit? And Brambleclaw had told her not to worry. Firestar hasn't forgotten about Jaykit. I'm stressed. So by Sun High. I'm stressed about Holly this. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, we're, we're going to do this next episode. No! But by, I knew it! Yeah, well, I mean, we could if you really want. No, but, no, uh, it's we're already kind of yeah, past time. Figured. Yeah. So, but by sun high tomorrow, by sun high the next episode, we'll find out. Uh, the answers to our burning questions. Will, uh, well, Holly could, of course, worried, will Leafpool be my mentor? You know, mm -hmm. like what's going to happen. But also, they're going to make J-Kid an apprentice, right? Right? Um, so we're going to we're going to find out. I'm I this is, I'm I, I just. Ah, oh, this is going to be like such a conversation. We're going to have such a conversation and it's going to be I just like ah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have no I have no proof that the errands that the storyline won't go in a very ableist way. Like, I don't have any proof. We've yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I'm like hoping, I'm like hoping, but a oh, good on her. I'm glad Holly Kit made her interest known. I know that. Yeah. It's it. Maybe it won't work out. Um, but I'm glad because yeah, advocate for yourself, girl. Yeah, you know, you you want something, you have to say something. So I'm glad she did that. Um, and you know, we did have Leafpool mentioning to Jaykit, like, "Hey, you could be my apprentice." And he, he made was his, like, "No, he screw made you." His emotions very clear on that, which I think is good because imagine if 
if he got like they're like you're gonna be the newest medicine cat apprentice and like in front of everyone you're not gonna say anything because that's like embarrassing for everyone like people are like what a brat you're not you're gonna reject this offer in front of everyone um yeah well he's at that age where he gets to be well he'll be a brat I don't know. I don't know I, what's see, gonna happen. And I feel like if they force this kid to become a medicine cat, he's a. I uh oh uh oh guys, I see. But it seems like maybe Holly Kit might have saved him from that if she's like, I'm actually here, excited and willing, <laughs> you know, to be a medicine. So like maybe Holly Kit actually did Jake it the favor of him getting shoehorned, yeah. into a position that he didn't like. Yeah. We'll find out. It really depends on what that conversation was that we had. Yeah. This is once again, once again, I should have more than two jobs, three jobs now, but also... Yeah, no, we do have three jobs now. Ain't that great? I don't think we're about to make this kid the nursery minder. I don't think he, he'll... Uh. Like, when I said that one of these cats is going to run away, it might be J-Kit if they make him not be a warrior, because it's just like... Hey guys, you're all the worst. Thanks for nothing. Bye. Which I couldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. It's like no, it, it's really hurtful. And I think that they're discrediting before they he even really has a chance. Yeah, and I think we'll probably talk about this. Like when I first read this series, I was not a fan of Jake. I'm like, wow, what a brat. But now as an adult and like rereading, it's kind of like. You're at that age where you're allowed to be, where, you know, you're kind of uh, being a little rebellious. You're you're pushing things. And you know what? Yeah, you got a kind of tough situation here. Yeah. And I, I, you know what you're capable of. And the, the, the adults around you don't understand that. Right. I, and like, yeah, he's frustrated. He's not even being given yeah, a chance. And yeah, he does come across as a little brat. And, you know, it's like, oh, you're fully in your right right now. Yeah, I, I think it's fair. And it's like, it's also remembering that these are really like, teens these are kids are yeah teens. these are they're young they're gonna grow we're gonna see these cats grow like it's i was yeah. a brat when i was 13 12 like i was terrible like oh heavens yes and i wasn't dealing with like a disability that made everyone look down on me and say hey you can't do the things that yeah. you want to do like I, that would turn anyone into like just a brat. Like it, it, the fact that he is so patient with everyone and just like determined. Like yeah. even though, like he doesn't have a doubt in his mind. Like I think is very admirable. Like yeah, it's a little yeah. bit abrasive. I could understand why some people would be turned off by that, but I. The kids being like talked down to constantly for a thing that he's yeah, like he it's is. actually not a big deal, and you're not listening to me. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, Holly Kit stood up for him, too. Yeah. Even when his own father was like, oh, you can't. You know, Holly Kit was like, excuse me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, J-Kit was the reason why that whole Fox Cub mission was a success. Which, Jake maybe is- the fact that it was a success was it, it, its greatest downfall. But, right, um, I mean, J-Kit's the reason they didn't end you know? up, like, lost with Beyond Finding, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything, they would have just ran into another patrol and gotten in trouble. But uh, thanks, J-Kit, for leading us to the Fox Yeah. Town. It's okay. He he paid for it by running off a cliff. He didn't die. Like mother, like son. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, mom didn't fall off the cliff. She was saved by... Uh... No, mom fell right off the cliff. Oh, right. It was grandma who didn't fall off a cliff. 
Yeah, Grandma God. didn't pull off a cliff. Why, Mom why did. Yeah, Brambleclaw. <laughs> Jake it wakes up and Brambleclaw just says fondly, like, that's where your mother fell. <laughs> <laughs> just a beautiful dirt angel, just like her. It's like, all right. <laughs> Dad, can you help me up? <laughs> oh. All right. I so I am I am tentatively hopeful, but resigned to the fact that I might just be might be being I, I might be clowned at you know the errands are just gonna out the honk honk my big old clown nose next episode but in the meantime folks uh <laughs> climb into the clown car uh follow us on twitter or instagram we are wcwitcast or you, you can send us an email at wcwitcast at gmail.com if you want to monetarily help out the podcast uh we do have a ko-fi and or coffee it is linked in the episode description but the best way to help out the podcast is to share it with a friend and say, hey, um, let kids follow their dreams. Let those children follow their dreams. Yeah. Dream big, kids. Sign member heart. And I'm Tingle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> Thank you.